0: In 1972, The Rainbow Sign, an African-American cultural center situated in Berkeley, California, put out an open call for artworks depicting black heroes. Betty Sarge's response to this brief would perhaps become one of her best-known works and encapsulated much of the artistic themes and approach that have made her so celebrated. The piece was entitled The Liberation of Aunt Jemima, a work inspired by the rage and helplessness that still rippled through her following the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. some four years earlier. Aunt Jemima was a symbol of black servitude, a stereotype born out of slavery, a nurturing figure that would play mammy to the plantation owner's children as well as her own, a go-between for the house and the field. In Betty Saar's piece, she was transformed into a freedom fighter, holding both a broom and a rifle. In an accompanying piece entitled Cocktail, Saar placed a scarf in a wine bottle, labelled with an image of Aunt Jemima, the word auntie written on one side, and a black power fist on the other. It is unmistakably a Molotov cocktail, a powerful image of political change, a weapon loaded with symbolism that demanded racial and gender equality. You're listening to Kunst Please, a podcast about modern art. And this is a story about the magic of Betty Saar. Betty Saar has been creating art for around 70 years. Her prints, collages, and assemblages are wholly transformational, creating powerful political and cultural statements from antiques, memorabilia, and objects forgotten by society. As is often the case, the kinds of objects that polite society wishes had never existed. A lifelong Californian, she was a child of the Depression era her upbringing imbuing her with a hatred of waste and a strong philosophy to reuse, mend, and make do. She was successful at school and received a scholarship to UCLA, where she would focus on interior design. In 1962, she would move to Laurel Canyon in Los Angeles, where she still resides to this day. The 1960s saw her baptism into the fine art world, as she moved away from design and printmaking towards more conceptual mediums, particularly assemblage. Black Girl's Window from 1969 is another notable work and is now in fact part of the collection at MoMA. Star signs, a skeleton, a self-portrait, and an image of her grandmother processed as a daguerreotype, one of the earliest methods of photography, are all present. As with much of her work, the piece is extremely detailed, full of symbolism and motifs. It combines her own personal life story, her heritage, as well as her interest in the metaphysical and astrological domains. It was during this decade as well that three other artists opened her eyes to the possibilities of the medium. Joseph Cornell, George Helms, and Edward Kleinholz were hugely inspirational. Kleinholz particularly who not only evoked incredible stories with his work, but also courted controversy, allowing Sarr to see the political potential of her art. His 1964 piece, Backseat Dodge 38, caused such a scandal that there were calls for his exhibition to be closed down. Revolting, pornographic, blasphemous, they crowed, regarding the depiction of a young couple mid-copulation in the back of a car an act the artist was eager to stress that was highly common in the city of Los Angeles. In a review of a 1973 exhibition of Betty Saar's work, the LA Times art critic William Wilson commented that her art combines charm with occult magic, passionate idealism, and venomous racial sarcasm. The reference to the occult is particularly apt, perhaps, given that Tsar herself describes her process as a ritual in four parts. First comes hunting and gathering. The collecting of objects from flea markets, garage sales, and swap meets. Sorting through boxes of buttons, looking for mammies, washboards, slave ships, skulls, African art, furniture, advertising, and packaging no longer socially acceptable, remnants of a racist past. Next comes sorting, a sort of puzzle-like exercise where the objects are rotated and shifted in a bid to find alignment, or tell a story greater than the one they are naturally imbued with. A piece from as recent as 2017 illustrates this beautifully. We Was Mostly About Survival combines a diagram of a slave ship painted onto an ironing board, a washboard imprinted with a black woman in the act of cleaning, another wooden ship and a bar of soap. The juxtaposition of servitude and the horrors of the slave ships combined to create the shudderingly grim experience of domestic labour and the Middle Passage as central to the African-American story. The third part of the ritual is in the making, the transformation of objects through fabrication, made possible thanks to her team. Betty's daughters used to assist her when they were younger, adding yet another personal texture to her work. The final phase is the release. The artwork now exists in the world and is open to the subjective interpretations and reactions of the greater public. The Mammy, a nurturing symbol of enslaved domesticity. The Washboard, a harsh vision of servitude. Cages, a literal representation of imprisonment. Clocks, a sign that there's work still to be done. Scales, holding up the weight of racism. These objects have consistently occurred throughout Tsar's art. Unflinching, feminist, and righteously powerful, her work is deeply personal, but representative of a wider movement bigger than herself. In her hands, the objects are transformed, but so too are we, the viewers, whenever we interact or bear witness to them. And there it is. The magical rituals of Betty Sarr. Kunstplease was created and produced by Jonathan Heath. That's me. Be sure to follow the gallery space on Instagram at kunstplease for the complete picture. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the experience, please like, comment, review, and subscribe, etc.